Hello. Today we have Val Hetrick with us, who will be talking about living with ambiguity, planning, and flying by the seat of your pants. Mm, that's terribly exciting. Welcome to the Moo Lily podcast. We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different in choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Hello, I'm Christina. I'm Christiana. Welcome to the Moo Lily podcast. This is episode number 10, which I feel like is kind of a significant milestone. It is. Way to go. Wait, good on us. <laughs> 10. We've done 10. <laughs> You're looking a bit glazed oh, there, Christiana. You're tired. It's evening. It is evening. It's we evening. normally record in the morning. Yeah. So you can give us some pe- feedback. Yeah. Are we better <laughs> in the morning <laughs> or in the evening? No, I think I think we're, we're going to... Crack this one off, we're as gonna, we'd say. We're going to rock it to the moon. Ten. I just want to, I want to invent a word for like the 10th Mulali podcast. Like the decade. You know, there's some kind of deck, some kind of Latin something. I got to think about this. Deco lily. Deck. The what? mood deco lily. You just, you've done it. Without the even trying. The mood deco. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Moo Decca <laughs> episode number Decca Lily. And the crowd goes <laughs> No, we've been doing this oh my gosh. from the beginning, like from the kind of conception conversations. Yeah. It's been over six months. It has. Um, I'm excited about that. I feel like we're actually doing this now. We are. No, we're definitely doing this. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. And if you want to check out all our decamooling whatever cool the thing the mood decas the mood decas check us out online mm-hmm. at com and on facebook yes we need to put up like a cool graphic you know what i mean like we got to celebrate the 10th episode uh-huh can you come up with a um <laughs> a mood deca yes. logo i'm committed yes i will okay you're gonna love it I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the awesome Ross Wooten from Wooten, Wooten Media. <laughs> <laughs> We've called him so many good I things know. over the last couple episodes. Thanks, so Ross. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> so the woo at the beginning of Wooten is like <laughs> the moo at the beginning of <laughs> moo Lily. Only Lily. put the M upside down and you, you are mean, a so little easy. dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really clear in my mind. I hope everybody else is on track with me. Crystal. Crystal clear. Yes. How's your week? Um, my week has been good, actually. I had a really crazy last week mm-hmm. and a very, very busy mm-hmm. weekend <laughs> where I was up um, oh, Christina. till probably 1 a.m., three nights in a row. And I wasn't like hanging out. I wasn't partying <laughs> or even beers. like watching... <laughs> a good show or something like north and south or yeah i i was (laughs) trying to help my husband finish this renovation because some dear friends of ours are moving into this house Mm -hmm. uh we've talked about this house on a previous podcast (laughs) and how to process disappointment (laughs) and the lord just keeps (laughs) disappointing (laughs) no the lord 
is using this process as a tool to sharpen me and yes. to refine my character. So mm-hmm. I mentioned Amen. that there was water in the basement and there was mm-hmm. mold and so the we ripped it all mold. out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we laid this beautiful tile and that you did. for those of you that are not aware of the process that goes along with tile mm-hmm. is you lay the tile with sort of concretey sort of stuff. It's called mortar. <laughs> it's called concretey sort of stuff. And it's very, very hard. And then you need to leave it, I guess, for a day or something to dry. Mm-hmm. And then you put... Grout. I've got mortar in my head now. Grout. <laughs> then you have to grout it. And the grout, you kind of wipe it in kind of big broad strokes over the yeah. lines between the tile. But yep. then you have to like wash it off yep. straight away. Yep. And depending on how well you wash it off, depending, it kind of relates to the will you have to live <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I just wanted to know what you were going to say. I was eating. So it's normal for there to be kind of like this dusty grout residue is sort of like a sandy type product and so you have Mm -hmm. to wash it down a couple of times you have to mop the floor you do um but there was like this demonic presence in this (laughs) grout that would not go away this like white and this kind of cloudy stuff that it just looked dirty it just looked like it had never been cleaned and i had i had literally scrubbed it with a sponge on my hands and knees maybe four times and then i had mopped it and i had tried different chemicals and i had watched many youtube videos (laughs) and called our local tile shop and i called john daly the tile master Mm -hmm. and we concluded that the best thing this is going to be good for all you granola people out there Mm -hmm. is vinegar and water that's right so with yep. a toothbrush and mm-hmm. vinegar and water, mm-hmm. we scrubbed tile by tile mm-hmm. and wiped it down and tile mm-hmm. by tile and wiped it down mm-hmm. and then we mopped. And this isn't 20 square feet. Yeah, it was about, would you say four or 500 yeah, square feet? for sure. It was a big space. Yeah. Um, it was so sad. Yes. So I had to call in Christiana. I had I, to get the I big can. guns in to help me. I just more for morale <laughs> it's all about morale it's like me and my moving my house by myself mm-hmm. you know how it felt it's about morale yeah. but we did clean it and we, it did yeah. it was better better it was <laughs> it was better I, I than it was, that it was beautiful. before now that they've like moved furniture in and they've made it a room it actually looks really yeah. nice um, it's gonna be fun. It was well worth it, and our friends are really happy with the house, and they're really excited. I'm We're so really glad. excited to have them as our so neighbors. <laughs> but oh my gosh! Yeah, when I got there and I appraised the situation, <laughs> I had such intense sympathy. Yes, and well, I'm, pity. I'm glad to hear that that you weren't like okay. <laughs> That's Get just rough. It just happens constructions like this Mm -hmm. remodelings like this and there are some tiles that are more porous than other tiles and sometimes you just gotta wipe that grout off there like there ain't no tomorrow Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't get done quick you're in a bad way Mm -hmm. and it that's just life and it was just you with your toothbrush I thought my god this poor woman just (laughs) scrubbing with her toothbrush what love she has for the person who tiled yes. the basement and for her friends and mm-hmm. you just stood in there and you did it girl thank you you are so kind well so my fit ish plan <laughs> um i haven't done any floxing sadly <laughs> no more floxing <laughs> but i will <laughs> um but 
I have a new, there's a particular muscle that runs down my, um, between my wrist and my elbow. You found a new muscle? Yeah. (laughs) That's, it is ripped. (laughs) Hey guys, come here. I just want you to check out my toothbrush scrubbing muscle. Yeah. So I've got some little bit of calluses on my knees, but I have a great sense of accomplishment. No, truly, when you do a renovation, there's like... My husband is just so patient with the mess and the process and he sees the vision and he's excited and he stays with it. And I I just get really discouraged. I get really Mm. frustrated because it just feels like such a mess and you've worked so hard and you you don't see the end product. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think for me, because I'm so much more relational, seeing this family that's so dear to me that I have loved and prayed for and that it's been a big faith step for them to move into this neighborhood. I believe (laughs) it's the Lord. And that's part of the reason why I think it was so hard. It was straight up spiritual warfare. I mean, how ridiculous. It's just tile. But it was, it was really discouraging. And I know that it was discouraging for them. It was frustrating. The whole process was just taking so long. Anyway, it was very satisfying to see them, um, really happy to be there. You persevered, though. You persevered. I thought I saw a dog, but it's just your kid. Yes. <laughs> Her beautiful curly hair. <laughs> Peaky around the Come corner. Me. I thought, does she have a labradoodle? No, that's a kid. So, everyone, this is my daughter, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, can you say hello? Hi. <laughs> yeah. So let's introduce our lovely guest, shall we? Yes. Yes. <coughs> Since we're done talking about tile. I mean, we can talk about it some, I'm I'm all day long. <laughs> so Val, we have Val here. She's a woman of great passion and tenacity for life. She's been in full-time missions for several years, living overseas in North Africa. For part of that, that's very exotic. Yes. Very, exotic. very interesting corner of the world. Mm. And she now works as a team leader for an organization that manages trusts and large donations to enable many charities and missions agencies to do the awesome work that God has called them to do. Yeah. So I invited Val to be with us today because I worked with her over the last year on a school called Form, which you should all check out. it's an amazing program and she said of herself I'm a recovering perfectionist which really surprised me to hear that because she's so fun and seems like super easygoing but it really spoke to me of her character that despite her life not going the way that maybe she had planned or desired that she Mm. keeps endeavoring to grow and move forward with Jesus which I think we would all like to do yeah so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Mm. Let's jump in. All right, Val, you grew up on a farm. It did. As well as running a family business. Yeah. That sounds intense. Can you tell us about that and how it shaped your worldview, your work ethic? Sure. So, um, yeah, I think one of the things about growing up on a farm and in a family business, the dual. So our, our family business was not the farm. That's odd. Yes. But it was a 30 acre hobby farm. Oh, uh, wow. And then okay. my dad ran, um, an aviation maintenance shop oh. that he still runs with my mom. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a good time and I, 
I definitely learned uh, there's no such thing as like, that's not my job when you run the business, right? And uh, you definitely grew up with a profound sense of responsibility that if this thing's going to make it, it's it's on me. Mm-hmm. Or if it's not going to make it, it's on me. Right. So um, I think that was a significant piece of shaping my worldview. And um, then growing up on the farm, we had um, cattle. And so uh, I specifically remember in the winter times when... <sighs> You just want to curl up and watch TV and stay inside in your nice warm house. Mm -hmm. But the bucket calves have to be bottle fed and they're certainly not doing that themselves with no opposable thumbs. (laughs) So (laughs) you go and you do it. So um, it's like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, actually. Oh, you would totally love Little House on the Prairie. Is that Lori Ingalls? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Pigtails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. In my yeah, head sure. Head. No, that's valid. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so it was good. It was hard, but it was good, kind yeah. of, mm-hmm. the good hard. And um, I think I learned some really important things about myself uh, growing out of that, like, as I've moved and been an adult for a few years now, trying, <laughs> adulting. <laughs> I'm adulting. Mm-hmm. I think that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm trying that my serious. hand at that. But... Um, I think I've, I've learned a few things like I need to work where I feel challenged and valued and like a vital that I play a vital role and what I do. And I would say a lot of that is rooted in my growing up. So, Mm. yeah, that's really interesting because lots of people I've heard people say, I just want a job that I can like turn up and then leave and forget about it. Like they actually would prefer to not carry that responsibility. But for you, you feel like that's a significant part of job satisfaction. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I kind of get jazzed about it. It's like I walked away from my childhood feeling like I can't not pour my whole self mm. into what I do. So very cool. Yeah, I like I like I appreciate that about my parents and mm-hmm. they're pretty great. Do you have siblings? I do. I have an older brother who's two years older than me. Okay. And then I have a little sister who's 10 years younger than me. Oh. So. Mm, little yeah. bonus. Yeah, a little bonus. <laughs> she was totally planned. Not a surprise, really? but definitely a bonus. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Hmm. It's fun. Mm. That is fun. Yeah. So why North Africa? What was your journey to that little corner of the world? Yeah. So um, at the time when I got... When I found out about the opportunity, I was actually, I had um, been working in missions for a few years before that, and I ended up moving closer to home um, and worked at Starbucks for a year, mm. yes. did the Starbucks thing, was mm-hmm, totally mm-hmm. paying for a life that yep. I didn't want, yep. and kind of came to grips with that about a year in, and thought to myself, I, I, I don't know if I need to go to grad school, but I got to figure this out, because this is not going anywhere, and this is not for me. What did you go to school for in the first place? So I have a ministry degree from a Bible college. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's a pre-counseling family ministry. Mm. Uh, So the people dynamic, the, yeah, relationship dynamic, I kind of get jazzed about that stuff. Mm. Me too. So, yeah, it's good, (laughs) huh? Yeah. That's our jam. We share that, yeah. Good. Uh, I think it makes us interesting anyways. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Please continue. No, you're good. (laughs) This is good. This is good. Uh, So, um, 
Yeah, so I was thinking, do I do grad school, whatever. So I quit my job at Starbucks, moved back in with my parents, was looking at grad school options, and uh, was talking, you know, hashing all of this out with my bestie, because as women, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And she's like some grace from the Lord in my life. And so I was hashing this through with her, and she said like the oddest thing she had never I've used this phrase a thousand times since but I had not heard it before she said well I've been praying behind your back about something <laughs> that I think it might be time to say to your face and I was like uh, oh oh really okay <laughs> and she said um she was actually on field in North Africa at that time working with a few other families that um we had all previously worked together okay. in missions and they had been praying about, um, they had a need for a homeschool teacher. Hmm. And I had a year, year and a half of substitute teaching experience, and I have a natural inclination towards teaching. And so they had been praying about whether or not I would be interested in doing that. Interesting. And so my initial response was like, that's crazy and awesome and crazy and awesome. And I hate raising support, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> So I told her I would pray about it. And the more I prayed about it, I just had a ton of peace. And so... Um, do you think that had to do with the awesome beaches? The yeah, right. On the Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah. Just it was... Throw that <laughs> Most people don't really understand beautiful. what North Africa is. Yeah, right? actually. So the place that we were was like the most northern tip. So right off the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Lots of really beautiful blue and water. And quite a touristy destination. Yes, especially for the French. Wow. So, yes. So it was quite exotic. Yes. Yeah. But what you don't see is like the inners. The, the people are beautiful, of course, but mm -hmm. it was definitely an Arab Muslim culture. Right. Where there's male dominated society. And mm. so it's a very different story going mm -hmm. as a yeah. single white yeah. female from America. Mm -hmm. So, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So what was the highlight of your time there? What did that season teach you about the Lord? Yeah, I think um, it was a it was a funny stretch. So being a recovering perfectionist, which I have to say I love. <laughs> I love how shocked you were the first time I told you that because I was like, oh, I, like I've come so far. Right. This is great. It's like, confirmation. Yeah. Breakthrough happened. Like you're growing. Yeah. Because people who knew me in those seasons are totally going to listen to this and be like, no, come on. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, can I just say, it's really yeah. nice when you are identified, you're associated with something. This is who you are. And yeah. then you meet someone who doesn't know you for that. Like you're yeah. in a new it season. It is really because refreshing. Because you have achieved some freedom in your yeah. life yeah so i've never known you i will never know you as a perfectionist which is such a gift thank you jesus yeah <laughs> that's awesome thanks for saying that yeah yeah <laughs> it's good um yeah i think that was one of the things so i felt like the lord had really began to stretch me in my perfectionism a, a season or two prior to moving overseas but what's interesting is that really got put to the test in um that I got the homeschool curriculum eight days before we were having our first class, and I was actually teaching two grades. I was Great teaching Scott. first and second grade. So I was like truly swimming in ambiguity, yeah. flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> and my initial like panic mode was to think like these parents are going to think this girl has no idea what she's doing, right. and we've made a mistake. And what was so great was that um, – 
they were so gracious. Like they were thrilled. And the more I let myself kind of lean into that, the more mm. I realized like how much I could enjoy mm. the process and my enjoyment kind of spilled over onto the kids enjoyment. And so it was just a really, it was a sweet opportunity for me to really use those muscles of living in freedom from my performance, mm. defining my identity and Dang. speaking something about myself that isn't true. So that was huge. Yeah. That was really sweet. Very cool. Yeah. So you were living with a family or by yourself? Yeah. So I got to live with my best friend. We had an apartment wow. together and we were a five minute walk from um, my good friends who I was teaching their son and another family son. And so um, they had a basement classroom where we set up like had the alphabet on the wall and oh, like fun. a whiteboard and mm -hmm. it was legit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Very That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Mm. so I'm just a little bit like that was like, such a cool experience yeah that's what I'm I'm just I'm just imagining what the, how long were you there yeah so I was there just under a year which okay. is another part of the story as far as um what does it say about you when you come back sooner than you anticipated yeah um and that that was a good wrestling with the Lord to kind of let him speak some grace over that. But How long did you anticipate being there? So I was, I was anticipating, I had originally committed to a year thinking it would be two mm -hmm. or more, mm -hmm. but yeah. And so it was just, it was a school year. And then my team ended up disbanding for valid reasons for each of the families. But so, yeah, so my job wasn't there anymore, but, mm. wow. but I'm really grateful for what it was because it was, it was hard, but it was good. Hmm. Yeah. So. So interesting. Yeah. And I never, I didn't obviously go to college to major in yeah. missions. So that's been kind of the story of my life as far as, uh, I thought that I would go to Bible college, get a dual degree in education. I'd do the youth ministry thing for a while, have some kids. When they started school, I would teach school. Hmm. We'd be on the same scale. Like, I kind of like just thought like, oh, that would be nice and nothing like, wow, I graduated. It's a completely different direction. There was no syllabus for my life. Yeah. And the Lord's just kind of been leading the way step by step since then, which has felt like some disappointment, but also like I would never have chosen that, like yeah. to move to North Africa for myself, but the Lord knew better. So, so you come back. And did you plan on getting married? It sounds like, I don't know, at that point you'd realize like, oh, wait, this may not go the way my neat little tidy schedule in my head <laughs> yeah. is laid out. Um, but how did life roll on from that moment of coming back? Yeah. So I, um, I don't think that there's been a season of my life that I haven't wanted to get married and have like raise a bunch of kids. Like I just thought like that's always something that I've wanted to do ever since I was a little girl. So... I really just thought that it would just happen mm -hmm. at some point. So, and it hasn't yet. And that's, um, that's its own journey and conversation with the Lord. But, um, but I came back from the field, um, cast a pretty wide net for job opportunities. And I going to say a husband. For a <laughs> husband. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was putting want ads all over the country, <laughs> Craigslist in every state. Uh, no, 
None of them were good enough though, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> hordes and hordes. No, so I, I had thought though, like I'm used to living wherever, so mm-hmm. maybe I would go wherever. Yeah. Um, but the opportunities that I was checking into fell through. And so I was kind of time wise feeling some pressure of like, I probably need to narrow the search and get kind of serious. And so I honed mm-hmm. in on Kansas City because I had some good college connections here um, connected with the Gathering Network. Um, and I had an opportunity to move into a house of ladies mm. um, who are really stellar ladies. And yeah. so I was really um, grateful for the opportunity to do that. And so um, I found the job that I have and moved in with those gals and lived there for three years. And it was probably one of the key elements of really moving here well. Hmm. So, yeah. So the Gathering Network is like your church family. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's not really a church per se, but... Yeah, yes. And that's where you found community, which was significant. Yeah. In terms of putting roots down and moving forward with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what you do now and, yeah, just what gets you up in the morning. Sure. So my job, uh, I work for a Christian foundation and we help uh, mobilize dollars for kingdom causes. So we help people give from their wealth mm. to the causes that they care about. And it's pretty inspiring. Yeah. It's um, really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, and my role in that is to kind of oversee uh, the operations um, okay. to keep us running efficiently and effectively and to help my teammates uh, make sure that they have what they need so that we can be about helping more people give. So Very cool. Yeah. So it appeals to the type A organized uh-huh. planner strategy side and I like that mm-hmm. yeah awesome I'm interested in how you and I'm sure it's been different in many seasons but sure. as a recovering perfectionist and as someone whose life may not have gone according to maybe how they thought it was going to be how you've handled your heart in many different seasons of dealing with disappointment yeah um yeah what does yeah. that look like? Um, that's a great question. I I think a big breakthrough piece for me, especially just around perfectionism, but then in the greater context of my life, has been um, recognizing what where my identity comes from mm-hmm. and what are the things that I'm allowing, what are the things, who are the people that I'm allowing to speak into my identity. Mm. Um, and the, the more I have gotten really intentional about fighting for what's true about my identity, um, the more grounded I have felt in my life may not look like what I thought it would, mm-hmm. but I am confident that the Lord is who he says he is and I am who he says that I am. Hmm. So that's been very freeing. That's so fascinating because I feel like even last week when we were talking to April and in so many of the girls we've talked to, there's this point where everyone talks about, because we get from this question of, well, how did you do blank? And it keeps coming back to identity. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps coming back to identity and who is God and who does Mm -hmm. he say that I am? And when I know that, no matter if I'm dealing with a spouse with an addiction or 
my finances crumbling or my life really being not what I hoped or thought it might be identity. If I know who I am because of who God says that I am, because I know who he is, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, one thing I reckon, this was kind of a recent realization for me in the last couple of years. Um, I was, I was, uh, not consciously aware of how much I was letting my singleness say things about me. So my singleness is, I don't, I'm not married. I don't have kids. That's, that's a life stage that I'm in, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't say something about my identity in terms of, um, I missed the boat or I haven't arrived or I'm somehow like my life is on hold or Mm -hmm. I'm never really like, I'm somehow this like, uh, ever like cycling adolescent Uh kind Uh of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's true as well for other areas, whether it's singleness or like my performance, like, right. You know, especially when I was homeschooling, I really was felt the tension of not feeling prepared. makes me feel like I'm lazy. Mm. makes me feel like I don't know what I'm doing, that I'm incompetent, that they're, these parents have to be thinking this about me. Like, Mm. so Hmm. yeah, I, I think as women, it's, it's really easy to be unaware of the things that were even things or people that we're allowing to speak to our identity. And we just operate out of that, not even knowing or realizing it. Yeah. You know? Hmm. So that's really powerful. I think it is. I concur, Christina. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some of the specific ways that you connect with Jesus, especially when you're feeling a bit stuck? Mm -hmm. Um, I like that question because I'm, it's, I'm feeling a bit stuck right now in my current season. So um, I felt a little bit like I've kind of been uh, burning the candle at both ends in my life recently. Yeah. And um, so when I, I know that feeling, uh, it makes me kind of thin skinned and it makes my heart kind of hard. And yeah, yeah. I tend to be a little bit self-centered and thinking like how stressed I am and how much I have to do. And hmm. um, so my head can get my, my eyes get, down and I get really self-focused. Um, but in that place, some things that I have recognized that are really powerful for me to kind of lean into, um, I would say beauty and rest, uh, story and relationship are probably four things that are huge in softening my heart. Um, And so as far as beauty goes, like it's super life-giving and kind of a breath of fresh air for me. If I can just go and look at something beautiful, whether that's, um, whether that's a real simple magazine, cause I'm a total type A person <laughs> <laughs> or, um, going to an art museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I'm a total nerd. Like on a Saturday morning in my PJs, I'll click through national geographic mm-hmm. yeah. photography section. Right like yeah. those photographers, it's it, incredible. it is. And it lifts my head above the water to come mm. up for air. Yeah. And even if the only thing I can pray in that moment is just to say like, Lord, you do beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful for that. Like that, 
helps to soften my heart. Um, with rest, I am a total believer in power naps. I'm not above it. Me um, too. Yeah, it's a gift. I couldn't do life without it. I it's can't a gift. do power naps. I'm sorry. I wake up crankier yes, I'm than sorry. when I lay down. It's bad. Yeah, you're not it alone is, in that. It is a oh, skill. Yeah. I think it's something mm. that you have to... Power napping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not above it. So power napping, yeah. um, go to bed early or yeah. even just at least a, a decent hour. That's a discipline for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even rest like um, Sabbathing at a park. I mm. like, Sabbathing. Getting, That's a serious word. Yeah. Like resting. Yeah. yeah. Ceasing from work and resting and coming up for air. So going, I like to be outside. Um, I have a favorite park that I like to go to. Um, so just to enjoy the outdoors. And mm-hmm. sometimes that looks like an aggressive power walk yes. to get some <laughs> tension out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my prayers in those moments are like, Lord, this is hard. This feels really hard. Yeah. But I know that you're not asking me to do this alone. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Um, story is really engages my heart, my mind, a good book, a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very cool. Good. I read an article recently about um, walking in the woods that trees yeah. release some, I'm really bad at misquoting things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. some special thing yes. uh-huh. that, mm. that alters your, um, like your emotional, your hormone yeah. levels or whatever, and it releases different chemicals that kind of almost wash your brain. Yep. Like it's, f- it's not just like... Um, psychologically good for you, although it is, but like neurologically, like yeah, chemistry it wise, really yeah. changes your physiologically. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, because you hear I people like say, you know, I like to go for walks. That makes me feel better. Or I like to be out in nature. Yeah, and I, I get that, but yeah. it's a scientifically proven, yeah, like a real biological element to mm-hmm. it. That's interesting. It's really yeah, really cool. yeah, I like trees. Me too. Yeah, they're good for me apparently too. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's something to be said about the rest that we find mm-hmm. in nature. Yeah. Well, something cool. I love about nature, just to go with that, because yeah. we I like structure. I'm not very detailed person, but I like order. There sure. needs to be some kind of a system to things. And sometimes um, being in nature, there's this beautiful, like it's sort of messy and it, it seems like disorganized and mm-hmm. yet there's like this beautiful system mm-hmm. that yeah, God has created, absolutely. like the seasons and yeah. how, th- how plants like essentially die and then come back to life. And, and even weeds, like how does ivy grow out of concrete? Yeah. Like we have this ivy growing up the side of our house and I've cut it back several times and there is no soil anywhere around it except somehow the roots have dug itself down underneath the foundation of the mm-hmm. of the house That's to find mm-hmm. nutrients to grow. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know, that just inspires me. It sounds yeah. kind of cheesy, but I'm like, wow, life is so tenacious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need some of that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I need to be inspired by mm-hmm. the ivy that's growing out of the side of my house, mm-hmm. even though it's probably destroying my foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, on that note, I recently, um, I heard someone say, so they, they were totally, this is, if you're a fashionista, mm. if it happens in nature, 
you can do that. So color combinations specifically, if it happens in nature, you can huh. do that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I truly, I had this thought of that's so permission giving. Like yeah. there's so much in nature that's freeing and mm-hmm. good. And yeah, yeah. we're going to sound like a bunch of granolas now. <laughs> can I say that? Yeah. Crunchy. I love granola. Crunchy. That's crunchy. It's crunchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's good. Very cool. Mm. I want to hear a little bit more about recovery from perfectionism. Sure. And when you're in recovery, in a lot of ways, you stay in recovery for the rest of your life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We mm-hmm. can go all, we can talk about that all day. But yeah. So what do you, so these things you're doing, and as you're walking out the freedom he's brought, because Christine is going, I would never have guessed that about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you living where you're maintaining that and you're embracing your freedom? Sure. What's that look like? Yeah. Um, I was actually, I was thinking of this when you were talking about the tile, cause that's a horror, that's mm-hmm. like a horror story. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I think like rage and defeat, like those are horrible feelings. Um, but I think you said, Christiana, that, um, that there's something about like, that's life. And I thought, man, it's like, that's life. And the Lord is good. Yeah. Mm. Like those are two things. That if I can just lean into that like that kind of covers a lot of territory yeah um so i think ultimately there's something to be said about perspective Mm. um we talked about identity um and for me a big trigger i think really recognizing what are the my triggers um Mm -hmm. my performance Mm. is a big one um because i have such a strong work ethic for Mm -hmm. me if my performance isn't on par or above, um, then it's easy for me to start thinking like I failed, um, or I'm not good enough or whatever those identity messages are. The shame really Mm -hmm. is kind of the root of Mm -hmm. that. And so I think, um, I, I actually started reading about shame when I recognized how powerful a force that is. Um, if I can give a shout out, I don't even know her, but Brene Brown is a great resource. If you are looking for a resource mm. on shame, um, she's got a really great YouTube video, but I think, um, knowing my triggers and, um, being aware of, I am a finite resource. Mm-hmm. I can't do it all. Hmm. All right. All the time. And the Lord's not asking me to. So, um, oh, that was good. That yeah. was powerful. That was powerful. Yeah. I think the idea <laughs> I'm a finite resource is a very powerful concept because I often think of myself, I can do this. I've just got to do this. Like I've just got to suck it up and yeah. push through. Yeah. What's wrong with me? You know, but to actually embrace your finiteness mm-hmm. is so freeing. Not mm-hmm. as like a cop out. Yeah, absolutely. But to recognize, I don't know, where do you draw the line? Like, how do you discern what is, I'm going to finish what I've started. I'm going to work hard and do a good job, even though I'm tired versus mm-hmm. if I don't finish this, then I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great question. Um, <laughs> I think there's two key elements for myself, and this might sound hokey and flowery and not helpful, but there's <laughs> truly... 
there is an element of peace in my spirit when I have the capacity mm. to push through, when I, when I feel like the Lord's Good. giving me the capacity to There's push through. There's grace for it. Yeah. yeah. There's grace for it. Um, and, um, I don't turn into a <laughs> psycho freak, like psycho control freak. That's very unpleasant to be around. If yeah. I turn into that, yeah. right. I feel like it's good to say, to assume like, I might, I might be, this might be my flesh right. more, than, more than an invitation like from the spirit. Under the grace of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> but the, it's that, con- I mean, I, I feel like as women, especially we can relate to the, my need for control mm-hmm. becomes very, uh, elevated mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I'm pushing for the sake of just pushing versus no, I have capacity to, to do this and I need to, and there's a need. And I think there's something about, um, when I am living in, uh, the truth that I am a finite resource, it gives me more of a like antenna to recognize when the Lord invites us, invites me to, to do more. So Mm. like you, Mm. to your point, Christina, that we don't want to use it as a cop out. Right. Um, cause we can get really rigid in mm-hmm. the smallness of our life. Um, but I think if we're living in that truth, we can be sensitive to the invitation when we are asking, being asked to, I feel like you do that really well, Christina. Oh, thank yeah. you. I don't know. You let the Lord stretch and expand your capacity, mm-hmm. which is a really sweet <laughs> yeah. place to operate. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Receive it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I am interested too. Sorry. <laughs> How many questions am I going to open with? I am interested too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we decided we're all interesting. We're, yeah, we're a good company here. <laughs> you are interesting, Christiana. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks, lady. Being, you mentioned being in a Muslim area and being a single white woman for America. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about being single and interacting with people there and the way they might view you and the way you might view yourself and then coming back and your whole journey of still, you're being still single and processing singleness. Things you thought about then, things you think about now. I'm just curious. Yeah, that's a deep question. Um, my life was very small. Mm-hmm when I was living in that culture um, because we didn't go out at night without being with a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, if, and there were places like there were coffee shops that were only men went to those coffee shops okay. and hmm. um, there was this element of, um, women who would wear the, I think the full covering is called the burqa. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them were more, uh, conservative than others. So they would have the total, like cover the eyes and they would wear the the gloves. And then you would see like the husband and the sons and like shorts and a t-shirt. Cause it's like a thousand degrees outside cause we're off the Mediterranean. And that was like really, I felt a lot of tension in my spirit about like, it just seemed like oppression to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, and what's interesting about that is, um, actually my language teacher, um, she was a beautiful woman. She had like the olive skin and like the really beautiful eyes and she would wear like the black eyeliner Mm. and she had this beautiful wavy hair. 
So and like an Arab, like yes, dark. yes, okay, very beautiful. And um, she didn't cover her hair the whole time that I knew her until I don't know, like six months into our language lessons. And so um, I asked her, like, oh, I, I noticed you're covering your hair. Um, is that like a, a new thing for you? Like, where did that come from? And um, we had a good relationship. And so um, I asked her, I said, um, is that your husband's tradition? Like, because hmm. it's not uncommon for the husband to ask the wife to do that. And she said, no, I this is my modesty because I cover my beauty for my husband. Mm -hmm. And I was so caught in my spirit in that moment of like her heart is set to honor her husband with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And so me being the single American female that comes at this with my kind of Western lens of like, that's so oppressive. Mm -hmm. It was like, no, this is like the beauty of her own heart for her husband. And so I think, I don't know if that answers your question, but in a Mm -hmm. way kind of like, called me into check of like, what is, what does it mean to be a capable woman? Yeah. And what is it not? Like, what is that not? You know what I mean? Hmm. Does that make sense? Interesting. That is interesting. So in our culture, what is oppressive? Like what are things that you put on yourself as a single person does that make sense? Versus who the Lord is allowing you to be and wanting you to explore even in your singleness. Yeah, I think um, it can be a tricky uh, tension to live in around, um, especially women who are visionary or pioneering at all. Mm -hmm. I think that can be a really uh, challenging kind of tension to walk out where you have the ability to speak into some very forward thinking things that even some in a leadership way. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, even within the Christian subculture, I think there are different, um, comfort levels Mm -hmm. with that. Mm. So, um, and as a single woman doing that, it, it can seem like, Oh, well, you're that way because you're not married. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I, um, how do I phrase this? <laughs> when I uh, was single, um, I was living in a Wyoming base and it was a big community full of young people, mostly single young people. And I was a pretty strong leader. I had very black and white ideas and was very ambitious for the kingdom. And honestly, one of my biggest fears about getting married was that I wouldn't have the same ability to do that. Yeah. And I married quite a strong personality. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and my life has changed quite a lot. Um, I don't speak up as much not that I am afraid to say what I think but I don't sort of put myself out there I don't have the same kind of direction or whatever as I did before because um that's not my role in this relationship even in ministry where we're doing things together or in our family I certainly have roles and there are things that I have dominion over um and things that he oversees and he leads spiritually but um it's so interesting to me sure that you feel that you 
you don't have the same opportunities to lead as a single person or at least that's the perception. Yeah. And I felt, I don't want to give up. I mean, I honestly had this conversation with James. I was, I was so afraid to get into a relationship and to get married and to give up my calling. Yeah. Um, and I remember saying to him, I don't, I don't want to just meet a guy. I don't, I don't want to go out with you and then just give up all the things that God's called me to do and God's told yeah. me to do mm. f- for the sake of, you know, a white picket fence, mm-hmm. settling down. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, yeah, I just think the enemy is such a bastard. Can I say <laughs> 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 I'm say not going to disagree with so you. Sorry, we're going to have it. to put like a rating on this one. Um, <laughs> that he takes something... I mean, the way that the Lord has wired us as a woman and for one person, he twists it in one direction and for another person, he twists it in the other direction so that it's debilitating no matter which way. Well, because, and it's so interesting because I think um, I say all of these things so tentatively because I don't want to have a chip on my shoulder in Mm -hmm. any way and to not own what is my own stuff to just own. Um, But even, so having said that, um, it's kind of the whole thing. Like I wrestle with the whole, like, um, I do have a pretty strong personality and I feel like I I have a pretty strong will. And, um, I, I want all of that to be submitted to the Lord and Mm -hmm. redeemed for his kingdom and his purposes. Um, but, uh, and maybe, and, but in that I worry that, I worry. Um, I have felt like it's so intimidating to like, am I too much Uh for a guy to want to marry that? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, it can be really challenging. Um, because women, obviously we have insecurities. Yeah. Um, but they look really different in guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the more I, uh, learn that the more, um, I don't know. I think I just I think it's 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 a good thing to be aware of and to want to be respectful of that in the same way that I want to be respected. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not easy. No. So, yeah, I think there's it is a real challenge. Like, I think the enemy has really figured out mm-hmm. some ground. He's covered some ground there. And mm. I'm not sure. Um, I don't even know that I know exactly what that victory looks like but I'd love to get there. Yeah. 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 It's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do a podcast on that. Would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Since we've got it all together. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We've got this figured out. <coughs> Thank you for your vulnerability in that. Oh that yeah. Yeah. Some meaty stuff that Absolutely. I think many, many can relate to and that are walking out themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's been delightful. Yeah, thanks. Good. The mutual. The feeling's mutual. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you really thought and prepared you've got pages? Yeah. Do you feel like you've said what was on your heart to say? Yeah, I do. I think... Um, I think you guys are really great at your jobs. This is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think even just talking this out and kind of hearing it and seeing it in front of you, it's like, man, that's life and the Lord is good and mm-hmm. identity's worth fighting for. 
um, mm -hmm. and uh, keeping a soft heart towards the Lord is a real, it's a huge risk. Mm -hmm. um, but I, even in knowing that um, while I wouldn't have chosen a lot of the things that have happened in my life, um, so there's been so much of that has been so rich. And I think that's the thing that um, I look back on and think, I don't want, it's, I would never want to do this without you, Lord. Like, yeah, yeah. Please don't leave me to myself. There's a passage in John where, um, you know, Jesus tells them to push out into the deep water mm -hmm. and they're like, we already did that. Mm -hmm. We didn't get anything. But if you tell us, okay. So then they do. And then like this miracle happens mm -hmm. and they're aware that a miracle just happened. Yeah. And was it, um, Peter that says, Lord, get away from me. I can't handle this holiness. Leave me to myself. And I, I just read that passage again the mm. other day. And I was thinking, man, it's so, I have literally prayed the exact opposite. And I remember the first time I prayed that prayer, I was in my car. I was sitting at an intersection in Louisville, Kentucky. It was raining. And I was actually, I was behind Southeast Christian Church. I remember it so vividly. I remember saying out loud to the Lord in the car by myself, do not leave me to myself or I will make myself, my life about nothing more than my insecurities, my fears, and my flesh and my wants, like don't oh. leave me to myself. So I wow. was reminded of that when I read that passage and I thought, hmm. man, thanks that you have not done that. Yeah. I'm really grateful. So yeah, I think those, those are the things that just get stirred up just talking about this, that I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the Lord and that's good. And I'm grateful. Yeah. So, mm. so much meat. Yeah. It's really good stuff. It's really, it's really good to talk about it with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is like life giving for my soul. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I think many, many will be edified and encouraged yeah. mm. by your process and by your thanks. insight. So thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. awesome. Well, friend. You're looking at me like I should know yes, what I'm supposed to do. Yes, because you're about to say something really good. Ah. Uh, there's nothing written down oh okay maybe we should just leave it there then i was supposed to say something really mm -hmm. good okay well I'm sorry. <laughs> this we is it's been a great pod mm -hmm. it's, it has. i thoroughly enjoyed it and i hope that i know there are a lot of listeners who it's hit on so many levels mm -hmm. things that they're processing in their lives for sure i'm blessed hashtag blessed <laughs> <laughs> I would never hashtag this. So can I Ever. say, if this is you, because we talk about our kids and we talk about our husbands a bunch and um, our goal is very much to include women in every life stage. That's right. Yeah. Um, so if there are things from this podcast that have resonated with you, would you let us know? Yeah. Can you um, email us or uh, message us on Facebook and just give us a little nugget of your insight or just, just something perhaps that Val said that really resonated with you or that you relate to. We would love to hear from you. We would. Yeah. So until next time. Yes. Take care. Yeah.